We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to this edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Dan Connick, and the day is finally here. Uh, all of the Zoom hangouts have been set up. All the microphones have been unmuted, and uh, we are ready to get this virtual NFL draft started for uh, finally. Thank God. Um, we are joined today, or I'm joined today, by uh, my two partners that have been uh, hanging out with me this past month, talking drafts, getting us ready for this day. Uh, the first one is Rob Rieger. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's like it's like Christmas morning, huh? Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. And uh, our other guy joining us today for our our, uh, our mock draft is Gage Bridford. Uh, Bridgeford. Gage, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I am glad that it's finally here. So all of these mocks that are so wrong, according to NFL executives, can we can finally see just how wrong we are. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, so it is draft day, of course. Uh, we've been we've had a whole month of, of preparation here on the podcast leading us up to it. We've been breaking down different position groups, taking a look at deep dives on these guys. I know more about some of these guys than I think I need to know at this point. Um, so the only thing left to do is 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 draft the darn thing. Um, and we are going to get us ready for the draft today by going through a seven-round mock draft for the Packers. Um, just a quick recap before we jump into it. What the Packers are looking at going into the draft today, uh, pick-wise, they've got um, all of their 
picks except for the seventh rounder, their own seventh rounder, I should say. Uh, so that's 30 in the first round, 62 in the second, 94th in the third, 136 in the fourth, 175 in the fifth. And then in the sixth round, they've got the two picks of, excuse me, three picks, 192 from the Raiders that they got out of the Trevor Davis deal. Um, 206 from the Titans that came by way of Reggie Gilbert and then 209 back to back 209 is their own pick. And then in round seven, 236 from the Buffalo Bills and Cleveland Browns for uh, Justin McCray. And then finally, uh, 242 in round seven. That was uh, the pick resulting from Ty Montgomery going to Baltimore. Um, So those are the picks in total for the Packers going into today. Uh, Before we jump into the the draft, guys, is there anything – is there there like a a hope that you want out of this – draft this year like if there's one thing you could hope for that happens um what's the one thing uh rob if you want to go man you know i think that i think the biggest thing for us is we we need a playmaking receiver it's something we've been sorely lacking and you know i've i've, I've said many times that you know literally if we get any of our t- my top 11 ranked receivers i'd be really happy because it'd be a huge upgrade over what we have and, and other than that, you know, I, I've, I've had this affinity for uh, inside linebackers for about the last 20 years. I've wanted us to draft one. We never do, but um, that's another <laughs> want of mine is to get get a good inside <laughs> linebacker that could roam sideline to sideline. What about you, Gage? Uh, my biggest need, I would love for them to get Justin Jefferson. I don't care if they have to trade up to get him. I think he's great. The only, I would love Jerry Judy, but I just think it's too unrealistic to get him. Um, so I think Justin Jefferson is a good Jerry Judy light. I think he's the, he's my fourth receiver in this class behind the big three that everyone knows about. Um, or like if Patrick queen could fall to 30, I'd be a pretty big fan of that as well. Yep. Yeah. I I think we, I think we've reached a consensus on that because I, I think inside linebacker wide receiver, at least early on, that's, those are the positions to, to address. Um, so, so what we've got set up today is we're going to be running uh, this a mock draft simulation live here on the podcast. And as we get through each pick, we'll figure out what is the pick to make in the simulation that we're doing. We'll discuss uh, that. We'll discuss some of the picks that we've made previously, where we'd like to see the the pick go. Um, no, uh, no, no trades or anything. We're, we'll do it straight up to keep it, keep it pretty simple. But um, something, something tells me guys that, uh, you know, with the amount of picks that the team has and the sort of limited cap space that's coming into this season, that there'll be a little bit of moving around, uh, you know, possibly up to to uh, land a, maybe a, a bigger blue chip kind of player instead of, um, you know, it, more, more uh, I guess, quality, not quantity, if that makes sense. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that Goody, you know, he's already stated in his last presser that, you know, he's going to be looking to move around. Um, The previous two drafts that he's been a part of, um, believe it or not, people talk a lot about Ted Thompson and and him moving down. But, I mean, Gutekunz, he he started his first draft at 14, then he moved back to 29, then he moved back up to 18 to pick Jair Alexander. And then last year we had the 30th pick moved up to 21 to get Darnell Savage. So um, he's, every year he's, drafted for us he's moved around in that first round so you know i don't know what you think about that gauge uh i think that he's gonna move in the first round i think that he i don't i honestly am not convinced they're gonna pick at 30 
I think they're either going to trade up or if whoever they want leaves or like it's taken off the board, I think they'll trade out. I, yeah. If they pick at 30, other than trading up and then trading back into the first round, which I extremely doubt, I just don't think they're going to end up picking there. I think that he's going to see someone on the board that he wants. And the roster that they have is has got a lot of depth, and I think it needs more top-end talent than anything. And I think that he's not afraid to go and get those players, whoever they may be. All right, you guys, you guys ready to roll? All right, yeah, let's roll, roll, man. All right, so let's I'm get start, started. starting the simulation here. Now, of course, it, the, the top three picks, those are pretty set, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, it, it depends because I've heard some rumblings That's that uh, Miami was trying to move up to number three. So I guess that puts takes a CUDA out of the mix, but who knows? So, yeah, so we're simulating now. Ruggs just went 21. Yeah, to Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Still on the board. Three. Lane goes right. twenty nine. Okay, so here, so here we are. So, so here we are at pick thirty. Um, I think some trade options at this point. Um, I think that that twentieth pick to Jacksonville, I think, would have been very attractive to to Gutekunst mm-hmm. with Henry Ruggs on the board. Uh, yeah, and then CD Lamb went went just now. So we're taking a pick here. So so looking at just the the screen right now, what I see is that offensive tackle Ezra Cleveland's there. Josh Jones is there. Those are two kind of fan favorites. The receivers, I, I'm I'm looking at Ayuk there. I don't know if what you guys like about that. And then uh, if you want to go to defense, at the inside linebacker. Both the big, big guys are gone. And then defensive tackle, I guess, you know, Blacklock is there. Uh, most of the defensive tackles are there. But what There's do you guys actually think? a pretty good oh, outside Patrick. linebacker on the board there that you were overlooking. Here, here we go. Yeah. Patrick, <laughs> you're looking at Patrick Queen, huh? That's exactly where I was looking. Let's, yeah, that's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. You guys, you guys, I'll, I'll, that's, are we, I think that's the no-brainer, yeah. All right, we're unanimous. Patrick Queen's the pick. All right. I Good would love that. Yeah, I saw him sitting on the board, and I was like, "Does he? Does he not see what's going on here?" <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, I consider him an inside linebacker, so so right. My bad on that. No, no I do, is, and so does everyone else, except for apparently PFN. <laughs> Let's see. All right, so the next pick will be sixty-two. Oh, we're coming up. We've seen a lot right of. And a lot also, of that wide receiver talent went. I like that. Yeah, a lot of wide receivers have gone, but I think there's still some good ones on the board. Mm-hmm. And also, you had looked at like some offensive tackles in round one, but I think that this draft has got like they have Bach in place, and I think he's going to get re-upped. They have Wagner there for a year. I think that they can get a developmental guy in this draft, such as like Ben Barch or Matt Pert. That's Matt Pert has been my go-to when I've been running mocks to try and get him in the third just because I think he's a good developmental tackle. He's got a lot of size to him. Yeah, I do too. And he's, he's a guy that can train for, you know, maybe a year or two under, um, you know, under Wagner and then step in. Um, I think, I think this one probably comes down to, and I don't know what you guys think, but uh, LaVisca Chenault and Brandon Ayuk are still on the board here. Mm-hmm. I think that those, you know, with, with taking inside linebacker in the first round, taking a playmaking receiver, um, I, I favor Ayuk, but I don't know where you guys sit on that one. Yeah, I if it's between if it's between Chenault and Ayuk, I I definitely go Ayuk. Chenault, it's just you wonder how much how much the injury stuff will haunt him in 
yeah. in the pros, you know, and and Ayuk, he just seems like if you're looking at a second round wide receiver talent, like that's like the surefire kind of guy for that. Yeah, what, what do you think, Gage? Are you on board with Ayuk on this one? Uh, I'm actually going to disagree. Just I have Chenault graded higher. Um, Chenault is my wide receiver six. Ayuk, I believe, is wide receiver eight or nine, I think, for me. Um, Chenault's younger. Uh, the one thing that scares me about Chenault is, like, I think that his test at Indianapolis, like his 40, was he was playing through an injury. He was running in a bizarrely big shirt. And he's really similar in size. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the measurements between him and then Ezekiel Elliott. They're basically the same size and same weight that they were when they came into the combine. And I saw, I don't know if you guys saw the video that came out. It was either yesterday or to this morning about like his workout. And and the guy that did the surgery said that he is in perfect condition. Um, He's back to as good as he was before I, that's just how I am. I don't mind Ayuk. Uh, I think that when I watched his tape, I believe I watched him in February, right before the combine. I liked what I saw in terms of like his d- downfield ability and stuff like that. I just like Bisca's uh, ability to work anywhere on the field. I think he gives them that versatility that they had with Randall Cobb, but he's a bigger guy and he can take kind of more of. Because the issue with Cobb is he wasn't big. He wasn't a big guy. Yeah. He couldn't deal mm-hmm. with a lot of those big hits, and I think Visca could handle that. But if you want to go with Ayuk, I'm not going to debate it. Yeah, I mean, I have them one spot away from each other with Ayuk, one spot ahead of Chenault. And I think uh, – so So the, the vote is in, I think. Uh, is it two votes to one for Ayuk? Are we going to be okay with that? I'm okay with Ayuk. Okay, let's do it. So, okay, it's two votes to one. Sorry, Gage. That's fine. So we're <laughs> – so I, I like our start. Patrick Queen, Brandon Ayuk on the Packers. This is the this is the part in all my mock drafts that I've paid attention to the most. Yeah, this Dang. is three, four, five. So I'll definitely be. You're really wanting Jalen Hurts, aren't you? I that's I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit when we get to our pick, but that's that's my that's my pie in the sky. Okay, so okay. one pick away. So here, so here we are. So let's look at our options here. So. Um, we took care. Let's take a let's take a peek at offensive line. I know you kind of mentioned that, so Matt mm-hmm. still there. So so that's a possibility. Let's let's keep that on the board. Um, do we want to look at running backs yet, or is that too early? Cam Akers is a little early, but that's just me. Okay, Cam Akers on the board. Uh, any tight ends worth? Nah, I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think about the tight ends? I don't think a third. No, not a third. Um... I mean, there. You know, I was finding you know decent tight end stuff in like fourth round stuff. I think third round you can go elsewhere. All right, uh, so safety. I, uh, I was looking there. You got Bryce Hall still on the board here, and Bryce Hall entering the year. Yeah. And if he finishes the year fully healthy, like he had an ankle injury. If he had like yep. a knee injury or an Achilles injury, it'd be different. But he had an ankle injury that ended his year. Entering the year, he was a consensus top three cornerback among everybody in the draft community. He's super sticky in coverage. He gives you a good complimentary cornerback to Jair. A lot of people are kind of down on Kevin King, like at least in terms of draft people. I don't know. Like I think the Packer community is more in favor of him, but I think that they have a good one two punch there. But if you wanted to just get a third one and just really round out that group, Bryce Hall is a good option. I, I think that, I think the thing with Bryce Hall is that, um, you know, we'd be looking uh, to replace that nickel corner. So, uh, 
Tremont Williams doesn't have you know too many years left, if any. Um, I'm actually that that's a great point, man. I mean, I I think I'm leaning towards a Bryce Hall pick here. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, I like Bryce Hall in uh, in the third round. Um, you know, I in a couple of my other ones, like I uh, in one of them, I actually went, I actually did go tight end in one of them and went um, Thaddeus Moss, who's one of my fa- like I I kind of fell in love with him, so I I probably can't be trusted in my opinion of, of <laughs> Thaddeus Moss. Um, but like, like I was kind of mentioning before, um, like I, I think I think the third round here would not be the worst, uh, the worst opportunity to trade up and possibly pick a, a Jalen Hurts like that. Um, what do you, what do you tell tell me? Tell me I'm crazy about this guys in in the third round. Like like trading up to, like I always like every like almost all the mock drafts I saw. Like he's going into the third round and getting picked up by the Colts or the Raiders in like that 70, like that 70, 75 range. Like is, is, is trading up to get a guy like that worth it? Does it make sense in the third round? Does, is it more of a, if he's there, he's there, but we're not going to try and go out of our way. Like tell me I'm crazy. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to go first gauge? Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to call you that crazy. That sounded very loaded. I'm not going to call you crazy, but I also think that it is a, not a waste of a pick, not a waste of trading up to get him, like not a waste of capital, but at the same time, how, okay, realistically, open question mm-hmm. here. How much time do you think Rodgers has left to the point that he can be the starting quarterback that can lead them to a championship? I'm thinking four four years is like, that. that's kind of my number, is four more years uh, out of Rodgers. And, and so in that case, I mean, I would never trade up for him. I mean, that's the thing. You'd be giving up too much capital for it. If he's sitting there at 94, I mean, I wouldn't even pick him at ninety four. I wouldn't well, do it. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, <laughs> he, he has a lot of he has a lot of accuracy problems. It's a, it's, it's it's the one area that he has trouble hitting guys in stride. He really does when you really break down his film. Um, a lot of a lot of the the crossing routes he's throwing behind the receiver. Um, I'm not. I think he's a winner. He's a, excellent in tangibles. He's won everywhere he's gone. I just don't know as a pure passer if if he can fit in with like a with a Matt LaFleur offense. I, I'm just not sure. All right. Well, if I, if I can, if I can, um, come, come here from the, the crazy house for one second. Um, <laughs> the, the, I just, and the, and again, like this might, this is honestly, it's probably me. Like I, I will fall, I, I will fall in love with guys. And that's like, you know, the Cardinal rule, number one, that you should not be doing when you're drafting is fall in love with prospects because you'll overreach, you'll spend too much capital and you'll put yourself in a bad position. Um, you know, you know, the, the thing with it, what that I see is, you know, I I've seen what the seasons look like without Aaron Rodgers, yeah playing healthy. I've seen what it's like when he doesn't play at all. Um, you know, and so I, I agree when, when you asked that I, the four years was the first thing I thought of. Um, but, you know, that's, again, assuming that he stays completely healthy this entire time. Um, you know, there, there very well could be a, a, an injury that comes in the next two years where he's completely done. Um, I mean, that, I mean but, that's true. I mean, you, you got a point. But, 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 you know, again, at the same time, like, you could, say, you could literally say that about any position at any quarterback that's yeah. playing in the NFL right now. Um, yeah, to counter so that, little, my I, argument is the Drew Brees argument. There's a reason that Drew Brees, or like the Saints and the Patriots for that matter, 
There's a reason neither one of those teams have drafted the. Yes, I understand the Patriots traded two possible yeah. successors, but the Saints they're going all in all the time to try and win yeah. with what they have. I think for Green Bay until now, if you want to say when Rodgers has two years left on his deal, you want to seriously start looking at investing a premium pick in his eventual successor. I am all here for yeah. it. But as long as Rodgers has, if we, I think that he has at least three years left Four, maybe I want to see where he's at. Cause I know a lot of this stuff has been based on his ability to extend plays and whatnot. But I think that he's got at least three years left it, when he's got two years left on his deal. I want to start looking for a successor for now. Yeah. I want to maximize the window. I want to get guys on defense that can help stop the run because that has not been a thing for the last decade. I want to get guys that can maximize his ability like to distribute the ball. Like we're getting Brandon Ayuk for down the field. Brian Edwards is a guy that I have been low on for a long time, but I've also said that if I can get him in the third round, I am more than happy taking him there. I've just seen too many people taking him in the first. So if they double dip at receiver and get Brandon Ayuk and Brian Edwards to go with Demonte Adams and Alan Lazard, I'm all here for it. But I will not be investing any premium picks as in days one or two yeah. in a quarterback. I, I'm with you, man. And yeah. so, so are we? Are we? Are we good with Bryce Hall as a third round pick? That works for me. Are we good? So let's let's pick him. Let's let's move on to so Bryce Hall. So we're at Patrick Queen, Brandon Ayuk, and Bryce Hall so far in the first three rounds. Um, I hear what you're saying about uh, Edwards. I just don't. I think that he'll be gone before the 92nd pick. I really do. I mean, I know. I was just going based on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I just I think that like when I've watched him. Because I have, I have a couple of friends. Like I have one specific friend who he tells me like once a week, go back and watch his film. Go back and watch it. He's good. He's good. He's smooth. I watched his film three times. I didn't watch anybody else three times. I watched his film three times because both times I came back from him, I came in really low compared to everyone else that I was talking to. And they're like, he's good, man. And so I went and I watched and I'm just – I don't see it. I – I don't see it in comparison to the rest of this class because this class is super yeah, stacked. It's so it's so stacked. There's so, so here, many here, good wide receivers. So here we are at pick one thirty six, guys. So I think that let's at least take a peek at running back at this point. Let's, mm-hmm. let's see let's see because I mean at some point we're going to need to possibly look at replacing Aaron Jones. Uh, he's gonna, his contract's going to be up and he's on a rookie deal right now. Um, I really like that Antonio Gibson. He he's the guy that pops out at me. Um, I don't know what you guys think about him specifically. I think Antonio Gibson's a guy that's got a lot of athleticism, and I like that he's got a lot of versatility. Obviously, the whole debate for the uh, ever since the combine was: is he a wide receiver? Is he a running back? What position is he going to play? So I think that Lafleur would be able to get the most out of him in comparison to some of the other less um, experimental. Uh, coordinators in the league so I don't mind him here uh, I also at the same time have we taken a defensive lineman yet no I not yet yeah I, so so here here we are so so here's the defensive ends um, which are mostly you know looking at these guys four three more suited for a four three so I think we should start looking so here we are uh, Windsor out of Penn State Daniels out of Nebraska, Davis out of Nebraska. Um, I'm not really excited about these guys, to be honest with you guys. I'm with you. I'm not, not here. super excited either, no. 
a lot of yeah, guys that I would, point. a lot of the guys I would look for at this spot are kind of off the board at this point. So let's. Uh, I don't know the guy that keeps popping. I'm telling you, Antonio Gibson is available at four. He could be a nice toy in Lafleur's offense. Four three nine forty. Um, he was a game breaker last year for Memphis. Yeah, touchdown. I, I, I like I, I I like what what Gage kind of said. Like I, I like what he could do in in this kind of offense. And um, you know, Rob, like you and I, we broke down that the running back class yep. last week, and you know, we talked a, a good deal about him. Um, like he'd be fun to throw into that offense, but I don't know if he like if if the if the idea in this in this draft is to draft a quote unquote heir apparent to a possible vacancy left by Aaron Jones. Yeah. I don't know if Gibson is that, but I would still be like pretty okay with with him. And actually I'm glad you brought up the the tackles here. Yeah. Um like in one of my mocks like I I had Colton uh McKivick's going here in this in this round. Um for me. I, so I, I personally um out of that so I would have Sadiq Charles as rated ahead of all the guys that are remaining, mm-hmm. uh, the tackle out of LSU, the left tackle. Um, um, I was also going to pose, uh, yeah, Sadiq Charles would be, was also my top tackle out of this group, but I was going to pose LaMichael Pirine, who I feel has not gotten nearly enough love by a lot of people in the draft community. Uh, I think he's a, I think he's a good size player. He's 5'11". He's got, he's got good size to him. I think he underwhelmed, at Florida, but I think that that's just because, again, there there's so many good running backs that came out this year and were supposed to come out between Chuba Hubbard and Travis yeah. Etienne that I think he kind of fell on. And he's a senior too, which kind of is going to push some people off. But he mm-hmm. he's got he's got good good athleticism to him. And I he someone uh, on Twitter did a thread earlier today for him that I thought gave him a little bit of love. But I think I would like to go with that tackle here. Sadiq Charles would be my personal thing, but that's. Yeah, that, that, that's actually what I was, you know, actually when I went back and looked at some of the other guys, you know, the guy that first popped out at me was Gibson, but um, I, I like Charles a lot. I think he's a talent. And if we can get him in the fourth round, I, I think that we shouldn't hesitate. I mean, I, that's that's where my vote is to Charles. I switched it up. That works for me. Yeah, okay, let's I like it. that a lot. All right, Sadiq Charles. So we're good. So two offense, two defense so far. James Morgan off the board kind of sucks. He'd be, yeah, yeah. he'd be a guy I'd be okay with taking, maybe late round four or like round five type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- obviously he's from Green Bay, which gets him some, yep. yeah, gets him some extra love. But I think, I, but I think he's, uh, I think he's got a good arm. Um, I'm going I'm I'm to give you my my quarterback, my sleeper quarterback. It, it, I probably won't want to touch him until round six, but um, but Nate Stanley's a guy that I think that was. I thought ah. that he was a solid performer two years ago. Um, he he fell a little bit last year, but I really like his accuracy. I, I really do. I I'm gonna push back on Nate Stanley just because. Also, the fact that Jonah Jackson just went in the fifth is pretty astounding. I've seen him pretty yeah. consistently yeah, yeah. in the second or maybe or late or early third in most mocks, but I'm going to push back on Nate Stanley just because yeah. I'm not, I don't see it. If I'm going to take a developmental guy, like Anthony Gordon would be my developmental guy at this point. I like it. Uh, him or yeah, I was going to say Cole McDonald, but I don't want Cole yeah. McDonald. Yet. I like Anthony yeah. Gordon. He's got decent arm strength. Uh, he can win off script. 
which I think is a big thing with quarterbacks. Like, yes, he can win on script and on schedule as well, but he also doesn't fall apart when he's uh, pushed outside the pocket. Um, He's got the arm to make a lot of throws. He doesn't have elite zip uh, on the ball, but I think he's got better. I think he's got better power than you're going to get out of a guy like Nate Stanley, for example, or Steven Montez. I have Steven Montez and Nate Stanley is pretty much the same, same guy. They have decent accuracy. They don't have amazing athleticism. And Stanley had four years in school and didn't really ever do anything super talented. I wasn't thinking about about him here. I actually have Gordon rated ahead of him. I was thinking like maybe like sixth, seventh round because we have three six-round picks. If we wanted to just throw it out on the quarterback, that would be the guy that maybe I'd be looking at down the road. Let's take a look at this pick. So we're at 175. Do we... At some point, we have to hit a running back, and Pirine's there, man. I like Pirine uh, here. Okay, if he's on, if he's on the board at this point, I'm okay with taking him at this point. Um, we we took City Charles. Um, let's see what is there. I actually here in one of in one of mine that I I did I took um. Uh, Murchison in, or is that how you say his last name? Yeah, Murchison from uh, NC State. From NC State at this point. Um, just because I feel like if you don't address, like the, there's a pretty big drop off in like the defensive line talent, I feel like from the that those first kind of top tier talent and then down here. So this, this would be a, a, a time I wouldn't be upset with like grabbing a guy like this. If you're not going to address it big, then it, I like it here. Oh man, I mean, this is a tough choice for me. I, I, I'm, I, I'm afraid I probably have to go against you on this, Daniel, because I, I do okay. think that we need a running back. Um, and if Pirine's there this late at 175, I agree. I, I, I think that 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 that's the move. And and even if we do have to sacrifice a little bit on defensive line, wait, um, hold on. Oh, how do we I also see about, there? I that's exactly where I was going. I was uh, say, how do we feel about double dip and a wide receiver because. He, if we want a slot guy in this draft, that's your best ra- That's your best bet right there. It's like yeah. I, I like the top guys, and then Devin Duvernay, James Proch, James Prochy. I don't know how you say his name. That's the Proche. guy. Okay, Proche. Yeah, that's the that's the one right there. Let's. Uh... If, you, if you want to double dip, though, if you don't want to because you still have faith in MBS or EQ, that's fine. I just wanted to bring it up. Man, uh, I, I like him a lot. Um, I still, I still think I think I'll, I'm going to vote for P, P Ryan here. That's fine. Uh, what do you, what do you think, D- Daniel? What, what are you on? Uh, well, I was completely on the the running back train until uh, Gage brought up the the wide receiver group again because you know I, I think I think if you go into this draft, you can have two mindsets with the running back position. Either you're going to plan on addressing it like and and saying we're going to try and find a guy that could fit this mold moving forward or we're just going to completely not address it and you know roll the dice moving forward with that with that position group um i'm not sure if p ryan is the type of guy though that that would step in and be an actual like featured back he'd be you know he yeah he wouldn't be one of those dynamic feature backs so we could wait until next year i mean next year's running backs i mean I, i know it's Difficult to look ahead because we're so focused on this draft, but I mean, there's going to be some studs that come out next year from the running back. You were talking all about them last week, man. Yeah. That group that's coming out next year. So, all right, I'm, 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 I, you, you guys turned me. I'm, I'm going to Proche. 
Prochet is the pick, man. We're going to go with a slot receiver to go along with Ayuk and just uh, deal with it. You know, go with those four four receiver sets and have them work underneath. And then P. Ryan just went there to the to the Broncos. Yeah. Poor Royce Freeman. <laughs> yeah, he's getting, he's getting, all right, so we're at 192 here. Um, let's Anthony see where Gordon we got. Yeah, so, so that might be a spot. Okay, let's keep him up. Up. Let's look at. Let's take a take a look at defensive tackle. Khalil Davis is a is a name still there. Yeah, he played Man. really well at the senior bowl. He was a he was a name that or no wait he was at the Shrine Bowl. I don't even know if he was yeah. at the senior bowl. But it was yeah, not. yeah, he played really well at the Shrine Bowl from the tape that I saw from him there. Um, and I think he could slot in next to Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry. So that's kind of. Yeah, that's actually a good. That, that's actually pretty good. So, so I mean, I guess it comes down to you know, uh, are we gonna are we gonna go all in, all in at quarterback at Gordon? But I don't. He's not gonna really help us. You know, we, we look at running back. I mean, I guess the guy from uh, Illinois State's kind of a sleeper pick. You know, it's a lot of people like Robinson. Um, tight end. Are we gonna look there yet? I, I don't see anything I, I like there. I'm not concerned about tight end, especially after Jared yeah. Pinkney turned in the terrible year that he had. I'm not concerned about I, – I'm I, not interested in any of the tight ends. I heard a stat today um, on the radio on 97.3 The Game uh, that I guess the Packers have drafted a defensive lineman in every draft since 1985. So, yeah, right. who, who, Davis, who, who, welcome to the squad. Who, who are we to go against right. <laughs> Ron Wolf? And, and, and I think that even goes, uh, predates Ron Wolf. Well, Ron, it predates yeah. um, all these guys. So, Khalil Davis, welcome to Green Bay. So, you're going to slot in as our <laughs> – Hopefully, maybe beat out. Uh... Well, you also got Kingsley Kiki in still from last year, so I think that that's true. Con- you, you competition know what? is a good thing. You know what mm-hmm. the the sleeper pick is that uh, that we just did yesterday that kind of flew under the radar, but we picked up Gerald Willis from Miami, who is not. I thought when he was a junior that he had a lot of splash plays for the Canes. but he didn't get drafted. He got cut, and we just picked him up the other day. I, I mean, I. I'm not giving it too much credence, but I mean it's it's something. Um, so here we are, 208 and 209. We have back-to-back picks. Back-to-back. So let's take a look at what we have. So let's look at our offensive guys. Um, I'm I'm kind of eyeing up Throckmorton from Oregon as a, as a as an interior lineman. He's the guy that I'm. It's 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 never bad to get Damian Lewis too right here at at. at mm-hmm. uh, a guard. It's it's never. I'm kind of surprised to see Damian Lewis still on the board here. Yeah, he's yeah. So so that's kind of you know I'm looking at their uh, running backs. There's not really anything anything there. Where are we sitting at quarterback? Uh, well, let's let's take care of one of them right off the bat. So I yeah. I think we we can probably are we okay with taking uh, Lewis. I'm yeah, still, that's, yeah. I'm surprised to still see him on the board here. So I'd love, yeah. I, I I mocked him here, and one of mine that I did the other day. I, I'd love him here at 208. Okay, so we're good. All right, now I wouldn't mind maybe taking a backup safety. We could use some. I was thinking that too. Uh, you know, they ha- they have Metellus as as a top guy. I think I might like Blackman more out of Utah. He's more of a free safety type. Uh, Tanner Muse out of Clemson's another guy that I that I put on my sleeper list. He's one of my top uh, one of my top ten sleepers. 
uh, yeah, I think he's been, I think he's been slept on a, a fair bit. Uh, I think he's, I think he's better than this ranking gives him credit for. Um, and I wouldn't mind having him as a rotational safety. Uh, Just a bat, you know, a backup for depth. You know, if, if something right. happens, I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna beat out Amos, and he's not gonna beat out Savage. But you know, if something were to happen to one of those guys, he could come in. Um, he's a smart guy, a three year starter at Clemson, national champion, and you know, I I don't know, I'm 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 good with that pick. I, I don't know what you guys think. I like that. Are we down with Moose? Works for me. All right, let's do it. Plus, he had like a nine-nine Raz or something like that. He blew blew away the combine. I will say he just went off the board. I liked uh, if if it didn't get addressed, you know, if we didn't double dip already in the wide receiver. I liked Tyree Cleveland there in that two hundred eight, two hundred nine range yeah, too. He, yeah, he he would have been another guy. Yeah, but we had the two receivers. He right. Would. So here we are, last round, seventh round, guys. I kind of I kind of like her. I think we might be cut out for this. Maybe maybe we should, uh, get, the maybe we should get the call from uh, Goose to help him out. So here we are, last round. Uh, so right. we take Cole McDonald. Picks, he's still on the board, right? So where are we at quarterback? Let's do it. Cole uh, I'll, McDonald, I'll, 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 I'll defer to, to you, over, even though if I was in charge, I'd pick Nate Stanley, but I'm, I'm a team player. I the reason I Cole like – the reason I like Cole over Stanley at this point, uh, so I'm a I'm a big fantasy guy. Obviously, that's my that's my background. I've played fantasy for about eleven years now. At the end of the draft, you're th- you're throwing darts, and yeah. you don't throw darts at high floors. You throw darts at highest ceilings. And Cole McDonald's a high ceiling guy. He's, he's got not, the he's arm. Talent. He's got the arm talent to make any throw. I wish he hadn't cut his dreads off. <laughs> you look kind of goofy, main, man. <laughs> his main issue is just with accuracy, and I think that playing behind a guy or sitting behind a guy like Rodgers, yes, he's a seventh round pick, so there's no guarantee he even makes it through like camp. But he can push, he can push anybody else that they bring in during camp because his arm talent is there, and that's not something that everybody has. Especially if I look at the board here, you have Lewerke, yeah. Shea Patterson, who. No yeah, thanks. tried, but yeah, no. tried. And then you have Nate Stanley, who he was. Nate Stanley was a quality player. I think he's like the discount Jake Fromm of this class. <laughs> that's not, that's then, not bad. That's yeah. And then you have Kevin, da- and then you have Kevin Davidson, who I didn't see any of his film, and I only watched him at the combine. And what I noticed at the combine, he didn't have great arm strength. Yeah, he he was one of those guys. I mean, I took a look at one of his games. I could only find one, and you know, I, I don't like his arm path. He holds the ball low. He he need to take a lot of work. The thing with McDonald's, he's fun, um, and actually, if he got a, had a good quarterback coach to kind of fix those mechanics, he has kind of a quirky delivery, and you know, a little little strange, and, and could p- potentially. I, I, I'm down with Cole. Let's let's get that backup quarterback here. Have him push Boyle. Boom. So here All we right. are. We got That's McDonald. That's draft right there. All right. So so let me ask you guys when when you're when you're looking at mock drafts and stuff like this cuz you guys are the pros on this um you know when, when you're looking at the last pick of the draft here down at 242 I mean there's only like 15 picks left like is there is there any is there any like real strategy that goes into this part or like are we just are we just kind of like what you said Gage we're throwing darts and we're trying to find just like the the gem of whatever's left, not so much like position specific, but 
we're just looking to find a baller. I think you're I think you're looking for athletes at this time. You want a guy that could yeah. potentially help out on special teams. You have a guy that maybe has a high RAS score, ran a fast forty. You know, something something like that, that, that you know, maybe they can make the team as a gunner on special teams um, and come in and, and outwork people. Speaking of athletic gunners, is Javelin still on the board here? Javelin Goudry from uh, yeah. Utah. Yeah. If he's on he the is. board, there that, he is. that's he the is. best. That's one of the best athletes you're going to find in this class. He was, a fat, he was fast. Dude, that guy, he's got some wheels. He's. I'm pretty sure both of his parents were track stars. We're doing it. And and that's a great. That's a great call, man. Great. Worst call. case scenario, he's a gunner. So that's like if you're ever doing a mock for anyone listening for you guys, yeah. I try and find athletes, and he's one of the best athletes in this class. He's just got. He can run for days. He's not great in coverage. He's not like anything outstanding there. But he's going to always. He's just going to outrun most of the people on the field with him. And Jonathan Garvin is Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> Jonathan Garvin is our so so here's so here's our recap. Um, I don't know if you want to take it, Daniel. Can you see? Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. we'll, yeah, we'll take it. So uh, at thirty, we took Patrick Queen out of LSU. Uh, Sixty-two that second round, we went Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. Uh, Ninety-four, it was the cornerback uh, Bryce Hall. We went uh, Shadiq Charles with 136, the tackle out of LSU. Uh, we double-dipped on that wide re- wide receiver position um, and went James – say that last name again for me. Proche. Proche. Uh, James Proche, the wide receiver at SMU. Um, went defensive line, 192 with Khalil Davis from Nebraska. Um, Damian Lewis, the guard at 208 from LSU. And then uh, Tanner Muse from Clemson, the safety at 209. And then our last two – we went uh, two thirty six. The Cole McDonald, the quarterback from Hawaii, and um, two forty two. Javelin Gudry from uh, Utah, the safety. So, uh, overall, guys, um, how like what what do we make out of this? I I would be super pleased with with this happening tomorrow night. I, I agree. I mean, you know, it might be a little rich to think Bryce Hall, but he has some has right. some injury concerns. I mean, that would be the one that I think would be a stretch. Um, Ayuk, I've seen all over the board. I mean, there's some people saying first round. There's some people saying end of second. Um, you know, Patrick Queen could could be thirty. I mean, he's being mocked usually in the high twenties, like mid to high twenties. And um, you know, I think that we have depth. We took the positions that um, that we needed. And we got some depth there, and we also have some some big high uh, upside guys. So, what, what do you think, Gage? Um, I love Patrick Queen getting to thirty. I again, I don't think he's getting there. I just don't. And I'm also at the same time, I'm not convinced that Goot is gonna Goot and Green Bay are gonna draft him if he's there because they hate inside linebacker. They don't value the yeah. position at all. <laughs> um, the only one that I would nitpick is just gonna be Lavisca Chanel over Brandon Ayuk, but that's just. I think Visca's got a higher ceiling. That's just how, and that's just how I have them graded. But I also don't mind Ayuk. I think they're, I think they're both outstanding players. Ayuk's got a really cool story. He was a JUCO guy before he went to ASU, um, and then he broke out in a big way after Nikhil Harry left. He smoked everybody that tried to cover him last year. He had great dominator stats. His only issue is breakout age is a little late, but. Um, I love getting Bryce Hall in the third. Like you said, that might not be 100% possible. Uh, just depends on how cornerback run goes. Uh, but other than that, I love the draft that we put together. Uh, I like that we have – I like adding competition to the wide receiver room to really push MBS and push EQ now that he's back and healthy. Um, 
I'm interested to see what happens with Lazard this year. Just yeah, like I think that he showed enough last year that he should still be a guy that gets to play. But at the same time, if they invest a premium pick in a wide receiver, he's really going to have to work. And if they invest in a big bodied guy like IU kind of is, that could push him down the depth chart some. Yeah, but I think, you know, I think that we've all identified that as being a position that, you know, we really need some game breakers and, and some guys that can, and if you watch, you know, the Super Bowl, you watch San Francisco with Debo Samuel. I mean, these guys are adding some guys that can take it to the house. And that's the one thing that I liked about Ayuk is that he'd take a, a slant and he'd take that thing to the house. And the one thing that I really like, this is a skill that you don't see out of a lot of receivers is the fact that he doesn't slow down when he catches. If you take a look at a lot of his crossing routes, he's running full speed as he's catching the ball, and that allows him to get past the defense. Yeah. So, guys, that's um, that's our seven-round mock draft. Uh, I mean, that should be the last one before <laughs> we draft this darn thing. Um, so, real quick, guys, before, before we sign off and everything, um, over under the amount of times that we have a technical issue – uh, in the first round tomorrow night, I, I I think I honestly think that there's gonna there's got to be at least one with Dave Gettleman, um, and I, I'll I'll put the over on at least one more of those. So I'm looking at like three technical issues tomorrow night. I don't trust these people with computers. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. I, I I don't know what you think, Gage. I mean, I I think that they, you know if they're smart, they'll have like one of their kids or something help them out with right. the, with the technology. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all what Bob Quinn said, right? Bob Quinn's got his oh, yeah. guy in a Winnebago in his front yard. <laughs> I don't understand how it's so hard. I don't get it. I don't get why the NFL can't do something that's really – it's not difficult. It's not a problem. What you do is you go ahead and you you have one – you have like Goodell streaming the draft. You have somebody call in on like a secure number. They call in. Boom, here's our pick, and it's done. You don't – I don't understand why there's such an issue. They're going to do pauses if there's trades. Are you kidding me? The draft and three a.m. Good thing I don't work on Friday, so I can stay up and watch. I mean, I mean, think of think of us. We all play fantasy football, and almost all of our drafts are done online. You know, and, and right. where we pick guys, and you know, and you move forward and and do those things, and you know, that's how almost all my drafts are. I mean, I'm I think only one of my drafts I'm actually live. You know, with the people. Yeah, so. I, and our drafts are so much longer because it's. It's what is it? I mean, on average, it's probably like fifteen. If you're doing like a redraft, fifteen to sixteen players. Right. So it's a sixteen round draft, and most of us are getting that done in an hour, an hour and a half, two hours tops. And the NFL draft somehow lasts three days. I honestly, I think it'll be okay. I think there's a lot of laughter and a lot of joking yeah. about Gentlemen and stuff like that. But but I think that it's gonna work out. His right? setup I, I, is outstanding. Yeah. His setup, oh yeah, one computer, uh, three binders, the lotion and hand sanitizer on the other side of the desk. <laughs> My favorite part is everyone comparing him to Tom Telesco. It's like, what is Tom, Tom Telesco hasn't like because he's got six monitors. Tom Telesco hasn't won anything yet. Dave Gettleman's at least won, been on that been true. like an executive yeah. for two Super Bowl wins. So don't knock Gettleman. Yes, he makes some questionable decisions, says questionable things, but he's. He he's he, he identified good talent. I mean, minus taking yeah. Daniel Jones at six last year. <laughs> my my favorite my favorite was the the shot of of Bill Belichick set up, and it was the uh, the big um, surveillance thing from the Dark Knight. Uh, <laughs> like he's <laughs> he's looking in on everybody's on everybody's things. That's my favorite. Nice. Um, but it's uh, it's finally here, guys. So enjoy it. Uh, it's our one 
sports uh, thing to look forward to for a while. So uh, let's live it up. Enjoy it. Um, I know that uh, Cheesehead TV, they're doing a lot of cool stuff with this. I'm sure there's going to be tons of stuff all around. So, um, guys, as we get ready uh, for tomorrow night or for tonight and the rest of the weekend, uh, where can people find you for draft stuff um, on Twitter and everywhere else? I'm on uh, NFL Draft, uh, at NFL Draft Rigs. Um, I'm also on the radio, 97.3 The Game, the Drew and KB show. Uh, They have me on uh, almost every day, just kind of commenting about the draft. So um, that's where you can find me. And I might stop in at the Cheesehead TV tomorrow night. We'll see. Um, I'm on Twitter, at GBridge for NFL. I'm not doing any draft articles this year, uh, at least not beforehand uh, or immediate reaction stuff. I'll be doing some stuff afterwards that, but most of the, uh, most of the time you can just find me. I'll probably be live tweeting the draft and giving my reaction to every pick, both green Bay, as well as just the rest of the draft. Um, and then I think I'll probably have some dynasty nerds and roto baller stuff coming out immediately, probably Friday. If I'd have to guess. Awesome. Cool. Cool. And, uh, and uh, I'm on there. I, I will not have as, as any in-depth uh, opinions as these two will. But um, you can follow me still, at DK all the way on Twitter. Uh, follow us on the, um, the Pack-A-Day podcast account as well, at Pack-A-Day podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, like we said, guys, enjoy this while we can. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've been looking forward to it a while, and it's finally here. So enjoy it, guys. Uh, until tomorrow, we'll have more breakdowns of round one and look to round two. But until then, guys, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.